you how to reignite the embers of a distant and lonely relationship into a blazing, emotionally intimate connection. I'm your host, Amber Dawson. I'm a psychologist, author, and speaker. A few of my favorite things are my husband, grapes, and my adorable little dog, Riggs. Now let's learn how to create a soul crush in love that lasts. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so that simply by listening, you can rekindle your relationship by pouring a little gas on your relationship ember. This podcast is for informational purposes and should not be misconstrued for specific relationship advice. For advice for your specific relationship, seek a local couples therapist for relationship counseling for couples therapy. Today we're talking about two common communication struggles. And if you're like me, you probably went to school for at least 12 years, but you never learned a key skill for connection and belonging. I'm talking about communication. Like me, many of my clients tell me they struggle to share how they feel because they fear their partner is going to be defensive or to stay level-headed enough to understand the other person's point of view. They struggle to clearly communicate their needs and they feel like they struggle that their partners maybe not even going to care about their needs. Do you relate to any of this? Now, I know I struggled to so many of these in my earlier life, a lot of my relationships until this point in my life, and I thought this is certainly worth talking about. Do you relate to these? Okay, so my husband and I last night pulled a card from our table topics for couples yesterday, and it read, is it more important for communication to be authentic or kind? And this question sparked a big conversation between us. Now, I thought this card really highlights two very common struggles that get in the way of a lot of great couples communication. I've been doing couples therapy for the last 10 years, and I see these same problems come up again and again and again. So here is the first mistake. The first mistake a lot of people make is they mistake authentic communication for license to be mean. Now, you probably have thoughts that are authentic and mean. Often our meanest thoughts come up when we have the most emotions. High emotions equals cognitive distortions, which is thinking errors. And this happens, we have a colored way of seeing reality that matches how we feel in a heightened emotional state, but isn't representative of the overall big picture. When you say things in this state, you're likely generalizing, using all or nothing thinking or personalizing something. So yeah, it's key that how you communicate is authentic, but authentic should also be representative of how you feel in the big picture, not just that moment. Additionally, have you ever been mean and just attacked your partner when you're upset? Now, I've done that, I'm guilty. I should be putting my hand up right now. It's so much more likely your partner's going to be defensive if you're mean and attack. A normal response after all, to being attacked is to defend yourself. Just like if a dog came up and attacked you, you'd probably defend yourself. So when your partner attacks you with their words, your partner is probably gonna defend yourself. So if you get the sense your partner is quite defensive, you probably need to take a look at if you're attacking. So some people attack in response, or sorry, defend in response to being attacked. Most people do. Some people are just defensive. Now, if you're, attacking most of the time and then one time you're not, your partner's probably used to you 
attacking. So you have to be careful that if you just try attacking, not attacking once, it's not going to work. You got to do it enough that they think you're not. Just like if that same dog came attacking me again and again and again and again and again, one day it came up to me for a cuddle, I'd be confused. I'd be like, whoa, hold on. Are you going to try to snarl and bite me at some point? I'd be very cautious and on guard. And I probably wouldn't be very receptive to that dog trying to cuddle me. So a key is looking at, are you attacking and then working to generate a pattern of safety if in fact you learn you had been. Now, I didn't like this point. I thought in my life I had been expressing my truth without attacking. But when I got some help, I realized I was in fact attacking and to my frustration, my partner was defending. Oops, I guess I had to learn some new skills. New skills I learned helped me express my frustrations authentically without attacking or being mean. It was really vulnerable though, quite vulnerable. To be able to do this, I had to let my guard down and risk being hurt without kind of preemptively attacking. So for example, if my partner stayed out late with his buddies uh, and I felt hurt, I needed to tell him something. So in the past, I would say something like, you're so selfish, you don't care about me. Now, most people don't respond well to being called selfish, but I thought it was justified. So I had to learn to say different things like, I feel like I don't matter to you when you stay out late and don't let me know. I need to know I'm important to you. And if you're going to be late, I need you to call me. Now, the second is way more vulnerable because it requires me to be soft and state the impact of his actions on me. Notice both of these are getting at the heart of the issue. It wasn't authentic, organic for me to say it the second way. I had to learn new communication tactics to increase the chances I was seen, I was heard. But the heart of both of these messages is authentic. Now that I've been committed to being a better communicator for a long time, it is authentic to communicate that way. And I can do it like any new skill, right? Like we've got, most of us have gone through 12 years of education. And unless you got a communication class, it's not going to feel authentic, like doing math. Before you learned how to do math, it wasn't authentic. If you're like me, now math still isn't thought authentic. It's still pretty hard, but many of you will be able to do math better than me. So the key to authentically communicating is to communicate the heart of the message without blame or criticism. It's about being as neutral as you can and objectively defining the situations and describing the impact on you. Not describing your partner or describing what you think about their thoughts or intentions. For example, don't say, I think you place too much value on your friends. Nope, that's not helpful. That's describing them and what you think about what they think. You might not be accurate. You might be right, but still it's not helpful. So it's key to keep the focus on you. When you're out with your friends late, I worry and I don't feel important. Focus on you, not what you think about them because then that is sliding into criticism and your partner is probably gonna defend themselves. The second mistake that people make is confusing kindness for being disingenuous. Now, these things are not the same. They can be if someone's, you know, maybe being contemptuous or mean. But again, we've talked about not being mean already. So anyway, so here are some ways to be kind in conflict. It could be a number of things. For example, kindness could be using a compliment sandwich approach when you're talking about something your partner's done wrong. So talk about what they did right on either side of the problem. So, hey, babe, I really appreciated it when you unloaded the dishwasher, but last night I was pretty frustrated when you didn't take out the garbage. I know you help out a lot around the house though. So can you please just remember to take out the garbage next time? I'm talking about what they're doing right and I'm sandwiching that between what they're doing wrong when we talk about what someone's doing right, it's often easier for them to hear the complaint without being defensive. Another way of being kind in conflict could be 
just neutrally describing the impact on you without describing your partner. This might not seem like over flowery and nice, but trust me, it's way more kind than being critical or blameful. So, hey babe, I was frustrated when you didn't take out the garbage yesterday. Can you do that right now? It's neutral describing the impact and what you want instead. I said, hey babe, I guess you could describe that as being kind. Another thing that could be kind in a conflict could be when your partner speaks to you and, and what they give you a message, offer empathy and validation for what makes sense about what they said instead of just saying your point first. So very often we listen to respond and one really helpful tactic can be to offer empathy or validating before you respond. That requires you to really listen and it's hard to do. So in response to being asked to take out the garbage, I could be like, oh yeah, makes sense. You're frustrated about the garbage. I didn't take it out yesterday. Happy to do it. You know, I, I totally lost track of time. So before you explain why you didn't do it, lead with why their point makes sense. That's a way to be kind in conflict. So this is just a way of saying, I went through three examples here. This is just a way to say, being kind can be done in so many ways. I like to think the heart of being kind is this, protecting your partner as you convey a pain. A great relationship means protecting the relationship. When you communicate that you're thoughtful about protecting the relationship, you are protecting it and getting your message across. Like think of a time you felt really in love with your partner. Now imagine someone being mean to them. How would you feel about that person that was mean to your partner? I would not be thrilled with someone mean to my partner. I would probably go protect my partner. I'd probably have words, maybe, who knows? I might not. But I would think in my head that I might want to. But often, I treat my partner in ways I would be horrified if other people did, not currently, but I have in the past and with past partners. So when I thought about that, when I really thought about that I treated my partner in a way that I wouldn't be okay with other people treating my partner, I had to think like, why on earth did I do that? Now I have a generally good family who did the best they could, but in my family system, it's like, okay, to be mean to the people you love and expect them to be there for you. That's what we did to each other. I recently had someone ask me, why is it okay to treat the people we love the worst? And my answer is this, it's not okay. It wasn't okay for me to do. It's just likely what we learned. And now if you kind of fall into this pattern like me, you're aware of the pattern, you can explore where it came from and decide, is being mean to the people you love getting you the happy and loving relationship you want? And if it's not, you can start making efforts to change. And that doesn't mean you're not going to fall back into old patterns and get stuck. You're going to. But it's about making consistent efforts to change and learn something new. And trust me, even if old dogs can learn new tricks, so can you. So here are some tips you can use in being an authentic and kind communicator. So tip one, before communicating a complaint or a message to your partner, determine what you feel and what you need. So many people say, I don't know what I feel. I don't know what I need. So I just start spouting and then awful things come out of my mouth. I get you. I've been there. So the first thing I want you to do is just take some time, pause. You can step away from the conversation. You can think about it. You can take some notes, write down. What do I need? What do I feel? Just fill in the blanks for yourself. Get clear on what you need. Because once you know what you need, it is way easier to ask for it in a positive way. 
So instead of saying you're selfish, you were out late, I could say, I don't feel important when you're out late with your buddies. I just need a text that shows you love me. So I know we matter even when we're apart. And there's a key to talking about what you need. It's staying away from what you don't want. I don't, you know, I hate it when you don't text me at all when you're out. Nah, that could spike up some defensiveness. It might be what you want, but if you can state the positive, I need a text. It's way easier to meet someone's needs when they tell you what they do want, not what you don't want. So if you're like, what do I want? I don't know. And you keep coming up with the negative, go write it down and figure out what the opposite is, the positive need is there and practice asking for that. This is a practice. Practice, practice, practice makes better. So I encourage you to think about practicing, stating how you feel about the situation and what is the positive need you have. The second thing that often gets in the way of being a kind and authentic communicator and a tip you can use is being overwhelmed with emotion in a conversation. We get so emotional, it can cause us to quickly fall back into old patterns. So one tip you can use if you're feeling overwhelmed with emotion is taking a break. Now, some people protest to taking breaks. I protest to taking breaks. I get it. But taking breaks protects your relationship. So if you're about to say something hurtful or disengage, emotionally withdraw, the antidote to all these things can be to take a break, soothe your nervous system, and re-engage when your nervous system is calm enough to have a productive conversation. So if you need to take a break, don't just walk away. Tell your partner, I'm overwhelmed, I need a break, or I need a break, or figure out with your partner what a phrase is that keys to you both that you need a break. And the key to a good break is you come back and you re-engage after. If you don't come back, it just makes your partner feel abandoned. My third tip to being a kind and authentic communicator is if your partner has ever expressed they don't feel heard by you, or maybe you don't listen, or they're worried you're going to be defensive, it's to work really hard to listen to what they're saying before responding and communicating to them that you have, in fact, listened first. This is hard to do, I know. So if you can, how you communicate you've listened in, is to either summarize back as accurately as you can what you've heard them say, or to validate and convey some empathy some, for some point that makes sense to you. Validation empathy doesn't mean you agree. It just means some piece makes sense and you can convey some statement like, oh, it makes sense where you're coming from, or I understand your point, or oh yeah, I get that, or no wonder you're frustrated. You're just conveying, I get it. So if you feel like though you can't do those things because it's like your partner's attacking you and that's what's causing you to be defensive, it's okay to set boundaries. And these boundaries are actually repairs for how you wanted to be communicated with. So for example, you could say something like, I'm feeling attacked. Could you say that in a softer way? Or I'm overwhelmed. I need a break. Or I need this conversation for me to be safer, for me to stay engaged. So yeah, these are boundaries and they're called repairs. These are what you need so you could listen. Now, sometimes you state these things and they don't work. And so your job is to state boundaries and set your needs for what you need so you can be engaged with your partner. So these are what we've talked about, two mistakes a lot of people make when they're trying to communicate. It is mistaking being kind for being disingenuous and mistaking being um, authentic for being mean. So you can be kind and authentic. Now, if you want more tips for how to communicate, check out the Ember Relationship Psychology blog. We cover topics from communication, peaceful relationships, trust, how to help your partner with depression to attachment. If you want a little bit more bite-sized help and are up for some reading, 
click the link in the show notes and do some reading today, or it's www.emberrelationshippsychology.com forward slash blog. Thank you for tuning in to Relationship Psych, the podcast put on by Ember Relationship Psychology. If you're looking for more free relationship help or advice that comes straight from the couple's therapy room, check out the free resources and the blog at www.emberrelationshippsychology.com.